Hey there, you're listening to The Simple Home, a podcast for the modern mom looking for a slower pace, a life with less stuff, less to do, and more time for what really matters. Living simply is more than just getting rid of clutter. It's about letting go of expectations to create a life of intention. Motherhood is the ultimate Groundhog Day experience, where much of every day is spent on the logistical stuff necessary to keep everyone alive so you can wake up and do it again the next day. You don't need just one more thing. You need easier ways to manage the constant cleaning and feeding, the overwhelming clutter, the never-ending to-do list. I wish I could hire you a personal chef, a nanny, a housekeeper, and a personal finance guru, but I can't. What I can do is support you in your journey of letting go of all expectations and taking life at a slower pace. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast today. Hey there, welcome to episode three of the Simple Home Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna, and in this episode, we're going to talk about 10 benefits of minimalism for children, plus three things you can ask your children to understand what their priorities and desires are right now. In last week's episode, we talked about the benefits for parents of simple living, and really all the benefits in this episode are definitely for parents as well, because if you think about it, any benefit for our kids is a win for us too, right? So let's go ahead and dive in. The first benefit I want to talk about is your children will have the ability to focus. Now, with so much going on every single day, there's so much distraction in this world for kids. There's toys all around them. There's different electronics and things that they can be doing. And with all of these things, plus the structured activities that we choose to put them in, school, or anything else your kid is involved in, it really takes away their ability to focus. So by living simpler, streamlining their schedules, streamlining the visual clutter in your house, and all of the things that are around them, such as toys and electronics, you are providing them with a better ability to focus. The less they have, the more they will focus. Number two is that it has been shown that children who have less stuff are actually more creative. So when they have less to do and actually have some white space It allows their brains to think and develop and to become more creative and intuitive of the things that are around them and innovative with their time and the things that are there. So taking away some of the things and some of the clutter in your children's lives and taking away some of the things that are on their schedules can actually make them more creative. Number three is that it allows your children to be grateful for what they have. It's really, really hard, even as adults, to be grateful for things if we have an abundance of them. We are always more grateful if we have less than when we have more. So simplifying your life and simplifying your children's lives will help them develop gratefulness that will last them into their adulthood. Number four is that children with less in a simpler environment, take better care of their things. Because they don't have as many things, they're able to take care of them better. 
You can show them how to take care of the things that they have. They learn to appreciate those things and want to keep them and take better care of them because they don't have something else to go to. If your child has a dump truck, a trash truck, three tow trucks, and five other kinds of trucks to play with, if one breaks, he will likely just go to the next truck and no big deal. But if he has one or two trucks that he's playing with that are his favorites, he's more likely to take care of those trucks because he doesn't want them to break. Number five is that children are able to develop a skill or interest rather than just moving on quickly. So if a child only has one or two things to play with at a time, they're more likely to develop that skill than if they can move from one thing to the next to the next. For instance, if you keep out just Legos and maybe some drawing things in your in your space for a little while, you'll notice that your children become very creative and interested in those items and do a ton with them. If you also had 50 other things for them to choose from, they wouldn't be able to sit and stay interested in one thing for a long time. So having less will help your children develop that skill and be more engaged for a much longer period of time. Number six is that there's less pressure on children and less anxiety in children that have less stuff. So when we think about all of the stuff that surrounds our children every single day and all of the stuff that's on their to-do list, such as activities we've put them in, sports, school, all of those things add so much pressure to our children. And the truth is that they will gain just as much, if not more, from having less to do that they can really try to get good at. So if we can put less pressure and anxiety on them by providing less on their schedule and less things around them, the better off they will be. Now, number seven is that children with simpler lives inside their house will actually play outside more, which will give them more ability to be creative, to have movement for their bodies, and to just explore the natural world, which children learn so much from. We often overlook the fact that children can get pre-reading skills and foundational math skills, spatial awareness, social skills, all kinds of things from just being outside without any kind of structure around them. Number eight is that children with a simpler life actually move more. Part of that is because they're outside more. Part of it is because they have more time in their schedule to find things to do. And part of it simply is just that when there are less toys, they're more apt to be doing bigger movement type of activities, such as um, creative play. They may be doing a lot of make-believe or wandering around outside, searching for things, exploring their environments, um, playing sports, catch, kicking. All of those things are going to give them lots of movement and a lot of exercise opportunities. Number nine is that children who have less 
are often happier. So this goes back to talking about the pressure and anxiety that having a lot of stuff and a lot to do creates in children. If we allow children to have space to breathe, they are usually much happier and more content because they don't have so much pressure put on them. Now, this one could take some time. Our children are so used to being entertained all the time that it can be hard at first for them to feel bored. And you might feel this because they will likely be nagging you, saying they don't know what to do. But if you persevere through that, they will too. And they will be much happier in the long run. And number 10 is just like for adults, it's easier for kids to manage their things and keep their space tidy if they have less to tidy. So getting rid of some of their stuff and their clutter allows them to think up their spaces better, allows them to figure out how they want to organize their things, and that motivates them to put their things back where they go, which is a huge benefit for you as well as for your children. Now let's talk about three questions that you could ask your kids every couple of months to find out where they are as far as their desires go and what their priorities are. Now, a lot of the stuff we talk about with Simple Living sounds like we could just push our kids into getting rid of their things, taking things off their schedules, but the truth is you've got to judge where your kids are at and what kinds of things they're willing to give up both in their schedule and the possessions that they own. We don't want to force your children into anything that they're not happy with in the first place. And if they're used to living with a lot of things and a lot of things to do, you may want to start small. So these questions will help you gauge where you can start with your children. And remember, as you go through this process, they will learn the most from watching you. So when you start your journey to simpler living, they're going to watch as you start to get rid of some of your clutter and start to find more time to relax, and they're going to start seeing the benefits of that and want to do that in their lives as well. But it is a process. So the three questions that I suggest asking your kids, and I would do this every few months because kids change so quickly. Um, And you'll get to really know them by asking them these questions. The first one is, what do you love about your life right now? And what do you wish was different? You can learn so much from this one question. And even if they're really young, I ask my three-year-old these questions and he's able to answer me. And some things are silly. You know, the thing he loves most about his life right now is his blanket. (laughs) And so, you know, some things are um, just things that they own. And then as your kids get bigger, the answers will be more insightful. So that was, what do you love about your life right now? And what do you wish was different? Question number two, what, if anything, would you change about your days? And your kids might say they wish they didn't go to school or they might give you an activity that they don't really like to be in. They might tell you they don't want to do chores anymore, but just look for things that you might be able to help them actually change in their day. And question number three is what do you enjoy spending your time on and what could you do without? So 
thinking about um, some of your child's interests. They might really love to draw, play with Legos, be outside, um, do a puzzle with you. All of these things are insightful. And when you ask what could you do without, they'll probably come up with quite a few ideas of things that are just kind of there that aren't really necessary for them in their lives. So those are the three questions. What do you love about your life right now? And what do you wish was different? Question number two, what, if anything, would you change about your days? And question number three, what do you enjoy spending your time on? And what could you do without? Of course, you're likely to get things you are unable to change, like a kid not loving to going to school or doing chores. However, take the time to really listen to why these things are desirable, and maybe you can come up with a way to make them even better. For example, maybe your child hates doing chores because he's been at school all day and just needs time to unwind. Move the chores to a different time of day or the weekends if possible. Or maybe he hates school because he's being bullied, feels bored, or it's too hard. These are legitimate reasons to dislike spending his time there, and you could talk with him more about solutions for these problems. So here's your action steps for today. Take time to ask your children or your child these three questions. Take note of anything that stands out so you can use this information as you try to simplify your family home and your schedules. And look through your kids' toys to get rid of anything that hasn't been played with for a long time. Anything broken, anything that you just don't want anymore that maybe doesn't match your values for your family. Depending on the age of your kids and how you'd like to handle it, you can do this on your own or with your children's input. I like to involve my kids most of the time. However, if there's a toy that hasn't been played with forever, but I know my kids will want to hold on to it because there's this magical thing that happens. When I see a toy has been sitting there for six months, nobody's touched it even though it's been in plain view. As soon as I tell my kids I'm going to get rid of it, they all tell me it's their very favorite toy in the whole world. So every once in a while, if there's a toy like that, I will often just put it away. And if no one asks about it for a month or so, then it gets donated. The process here is really up to you. There's no right or wrong way to declutter, but I urge you to go ahead and get started and look for a few things you could take off your kid's plate, either in their schedules or as clutter around them in your house. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.